Are you trying to start a podcast but are struggling with the process? Well, you're in the right place now. Contact one of us at Across the Board Sports and we can help you get started through Anchor. We're looking for more podcasters and the best place to do your show is on Anchor. It is the easiest way to distribute your podcast on all major platforms and it's the most user-friendly website. Contact us and let's begin. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs. I am your host, Zach Weiss. We are here for episode number eight, the Delhi episode, numero ocho, ESPN 8, the ocho, auto in Italian. Here we are, Cavs Nation, not off to the best start this year, now at 5-14. and 14. We had been 4-5 and five to begin the year, have dropped nine of the last 10 coming in off that loss to Milwaukee 119 to 110. Not exactly what you want, but you know, there are some positives from that game, and that takes us to the first topic of today. Mr. Darius Garland is he finally starting to get it together? Garland turns in his most complete performance of the season against the Bucks. Playing a season-high 35 minutes, Darius shot 8 out of 14. The 8 makes the most shots he's made. The five threes, tying his uh, rookie high, took 7. 21 points and 6 assists. And in a game where they're playing against a tough Bucks team, they were minus 3 with him on the court in those 35 minutes. So that's you know, a solid effort. He was shooting the ball well. He was making plays for his teammates. And we know he struggled with his shooting. So we look at his last five games. These are his shot attempts and numbers. He's gone over 50% three times. He has gone 9 of 16. Then he went 3 of 12 and 4 of 10. Those aren't great. But in the last two games, 5 out of 8 and 8 out of 14. And he did have eight turnovers, however, in the game against Orlando with just one assist. So that, that will have to get better. But we look at Darius, and it's the improvement. Twice over 20 points in the last five games. He's starting to find his offensive touch. He's only shooting 38% from the floor overall, but it's little things you'll take. And they're going to need him to play well. He's definitely a part of this team's future. He's going to be a guy they rely on in the years to come. We're not sure if he and Sexton will be together as starters forever. Now, for this year, two of the last three games have been decided by single digits. It was a tough loss against Brooklyn. They had the game in their grasp and couldn't finish it late. It was the Dinwiddie shot. Basically, his time was expiring. It did the man. There was the game against Philly two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, where Kevin Love missed the buzzer beater. Orlando, that one just got away, and we'll see how Darius responds against Detroit in a matchup with Bruce Brown. So we talk about Garland and how he's been playing better. But what's been wrong with the rest of the team? Uh, we look at the Cavs. They're just not winning. The wins have stopped coming in for Cleveland. And talk about them losing 9 of 10. Since beating the Wizards and Knicks back-to-back in the second weekend of November, they've lost to Philly, Miami, Philly again, the Knicks, the Heat again, the Mavericks, the Nets, the Magic, <coughs> and Milwaukee. They've lost twice to Milwaukee, twice to Orlando. They have wins over the Bulls, the Pacers, the Wizards, the Knicks, and the Trailblazers this season. But things things have to get better here. They're not wonderful in Cleveland. And you could point to a lot of things as to why they haven't been getting it done. 
Kevin Love has missed a few games here and there. Um, we look, Cavs that have played in every game this season. Garland, Sexton, Osman, Clarkson. That's it. Uh, uh, Nance missed a few games. Porter was suspended for a game. Delhi missed a few games. The birth of his son. It's hard to pinpoint the specific issue because they're not shooting the three ball too well of late. Let me look at their overall rankings and different categories. They're last in blocks per game, only three. They don't have a true rim protector still. They do a nice job in the foul department committing the fewest fouls a game, so they're not putting their opponents at the line too much. Their opponents are 19th in free throw attempts. They're not in the top 10 of any category outside of fouls. They're 27th in scoring. Uh, look at points allowed. They're 18th. They allow the, the fewest free throw attempts, so that's solid. But that's it. They're not excelling anywhere. They allow the 11th most three-point attempts. They take the 18th most three-point attempts. I mean, Tristan still averaging 14 and 10. K-Love 17 and 11. Clarkson 14. Larry's been solid. Colin Sexton 18 points a game, shooting 44% from the floor. It's They're missing that guy that can get his own shot anytime he wants inside. And Sexton likes to believe he's that guy, and I like to think he is too. At times, you know, he can get inside and he can score the ball, but he gets blocked a lot. A lot of shots get turned away. That's got to be something better. He's just not fantastic in the realm of blocking shots. Uh, outside of Tristan, no one else can. They give up way too much on that side. And with going back to Colin, when he goes against the shot-blocking center, he's always getting denied. He's getting rejected. He's got to... Just figure out a way, whether it's switching hands or going in strong. He leads the team making 6.8 shots per game. He's got to find a way to make it happen. Colin Sexton, there's a lot of value in him. He's made 24 threes on the season, shooting 44% from the floor. His assist number still not great at 2.4. Again, but they have, what, six, seven guys averaging at least two assists a game. They they all share the ball and pass it around, but love to see Colin figure out how to finish effectively inside, and Jetty Osmond's been coming on, points per game average now around 10, he'll figure it out. Now, what would the return of John Henson mean for this team? John Henson only played in one game, was very early in the season, and in his limited time, he played eight minutes, he had three points, three rebounds, two blocks, two steals, the two steals and blocks indicative of what he can bring, defensive energy, he shot one of six at the line, it's what it is, it's one game. Made his only field goal attempt inside the arc. He missed a three. And in those eight minutes, unfortunately, he got hurt. He it was a hamstring injury. He's now listed as questionable for uh, the game tonight. And that's fantastic. If he plays, that's what they need. They need a guy that's big and can, can protect the rim. Ante Zizic, he can't protect the rim. So you get Henson in. He can maybe get, do some work against Drummond, box out Blake. That would be great. Maybe he'll give him a three-point attempt or two. Tristan's tried. He made a few in a game. He's made three in all, but not something we want to see uh, continued. Last time Tristan took a three, he rushed it. He banked it. It was on the run. Everyone's like, when you're trying to impress your girl, it's like you got you got your, pers- your, your significant other watching it in the stands, and you just want to hit the craziest shot. That was Tristan's last three-point attempt, and it was not pretty. And Dylan Windler finally getting ready to return to the lineup for Cleveland. Oh, how great this can be. Dylan Windler, we're waiting on him a long 
time. He went to Belmont, Dylan Wendler did. Each of his four years, he increased his scoring average, his rebounding average, and his three-point average. Last season at Belmont, 21 points, 11 boards, 43% three-point shooter, and a 30-plus point effort in the NCAA tournament is going to put a lot of teams on notice. That, that's what happened here. The Cavs picked him up. and A four-year college player. Not going to play tonight. Hopefully, by the end of the week, he will see the court. And he just he gives them size. What, 6'9", 6'10". He's a tremendous shooter. Cavs really don't have many lefty shooters out there. And not that it really makes a difference. But Dylan Windler, the lefty with a tremendous arm, or rather... A tremendous three-point stroke. And he's going to be looking to make that a part of his game immediately. He should get, in my guess, for the first week he plays in the realm of 10 to 15 minutes, first two or three games. He'll get his feet under him, and then he'll decide what his role will be. He'll be playing with Osman more at the small forward spot. He'll be backing up Love. He'll probably bump Alfonso McKinney out of the rotation. It's nice to see McKinney, though, who... Had a nice one year in Golden State, filled in where he had to. Now with Cleveland, a good leader for them. He's had some good moments, so he'll lose his spot in the rotation, but it really won't be too big, much of a loss because he'll get Dylan Windler out there. I'm excited to see Dylan on the floor. Again, he's a great shooter. He gives them good size at either forward spot as a rebounder. Hopefully, you know, he won't get beat too much on defense, and he's quick. And a lot of these guys, when they play four years in college, Come a lot more prepared for the NBA than guys that don't. And as a result of that, well, he might just be showing us some good things right off the bat. And if he can show us good things right off the bat, well, no complaints. So can't wait to watch Dylan Wendler get going and take the court. I mean, look ahead to tonight's game at the Rock. We are welcoming the Detroit Pistons to town. They are 7-13 and 13 on the year. They snapped a two-game skid with a 34-point win over the Spurs. This will be the first meeting between the teams. They'll meet twice in January, and they'll meet three times in January, in the 7th, the 9th, and the 27th. So plenty of time to get familiar with one another. It's been a very disappointing year for the Pistons. They had a five-game losing streak earlier. They have not had a winning streak yet this season. Every time they've won a game, they have followed it up with a loss. They lost twice. They're 0-3 against the Hornets, by the way. The Hornets are a team similar to them. Cavs haven't seen the Hornets yet this year. The Hornets, scrappy, but can't seem to close things out. Look at the Pistons. 19th highest scoring offense, 14th defense, but pace. This is what kills them. Teams do not win playing half-court basketball this in this modern era of basketball without... An adjustment here or there. They never play fast. They have the 26th slowest pace of the 30 teams in the NBA. And also on the negative side for Detroit has been Blake Griffin. He's played eight games. He's coming back from injury. He's taking. He's playing 29 minutes per contest, shooting 15 times. He's averaging 18.5 points, five rebounds, four assists. That looks good on paper for a lot of guys. But Blake Griffin was an all-star for them last year. He was their MVP. And for him to be shooting... 24% from three, not good. 42% from the floor when he gets nine, six, seven looks in the paint. Not good. He facilitates a lot. 3.6 assists. Not good. You know what has been good for Detroit? Derek Rose coming off the bench. 16 points and six assists a night, playing about half the game. Luke Kennard in his third season has emerged as a baller. Luke Kennard in his first year averaged 
eight points, then got up to 10 last year. How about now? He's playing 34 minutes a game. He's a starter. He's scoring 17 a game, shooting 45% from the floor, 40% from three, 89% at the line, four boards, four assists. The Duke product has looked like a guy that can get it done, and he's been a big part of any success the Pistons have had this year. Also been very fun to watch. Andre Drummond, 17-17, and 17, two blocks, a steal and a half, three assists. He hasn't made any threes on his 10 attempts yet, but he's doing everything else for this team, dominating on the boards. Markeith Moore, surprisingly, averaging 11 a game. He's shooting 48%. He has been a nice player for them. And Christian Wood, they got to try and find him some minutes tonight against the Cavs. He had 28 points off the bench in the last game in just 22 minutes, averaging 9 points a block and 4.5 boards. He made the team over veteran swingman Joe Johnson. And so we look at the guys that are going to pose matchup problems for the Cavs. It's definitely going to be Drummond. Tristan is great on the glass, but it's going to take some heavy boxing out of Andre to stop him. Offensive rebounding, Tristan's specialty may have a hard time working against Andre. He gets 12 defensive rebounds a contest. I'm going against Griffin. He's not a great rebounder despite his size. Drummond handles most of that, so no one else averaging even five rebounds or better uh, besides Dre. As far as Bruce Brown goes, you want him shooting threes. He's just 34%. You got to watch out for Tony Snell. He's an expensive player. The Bucks picked him up, or Bucks sent him here in the offseason. He's shooting 46% from deep. Keefe over 40% from three. Savima Kylik may or may not play tonight, but he is, as this is what we knew when he was on the Lakers. He's shooting 48% from three. Kennard, 40%. Langston Galloway, 42%. They are second in the league in three-point percentage. You have to limit the threes of everybody. Defend the three-point line. That could be an issue with Sexton and Garland tonight, but... Gonna have to work through it, no doubt about it. If they can, I feel good about a possible win. And for the Cavs, who has to get going tonight? Bruce Brown's a solid defender, but he's not the best. So I think Colin Sexton, you gotta work hard against him, draw some fouls, take it to the basket. Tristan Thompson, do your thing on the glass. You have to against Drummond and Blake, and even Christian Wood, Thon Maker. Kevin Love, you got a big man on you and Griffin covering you at the three-point line. Make sure you beat him constantly. You could fake the three and drive the lane. We put up some runners. That could work. And Darius Garland, make your shots, man. Plain and simple. Luke Kennard can score very well. His defense, not something that's talked about too much. He doesn't steal the ball much. He's not great at stopping his matchups. It's part of their struggles. So try and score on him. Teach Luke Kennard a lesson. You know, Luke, Luke, you're a great player, Darius, you'll say. But I'm going to be better tonight. I think the Cavs ultimately do come away with the win. The Pistons are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Taking the good guys, the Wine and Golders. They will get the win. We're going to say, let's say, 112-108. A game that's pretty sloppy for both parties for three and a half quarters. And both will buckle down in the final stretch of the fourth. And that is the prediction for that game. And let's wish a happy 68th birthday to former Cavs number two overall pick, Mr. Jim Brewer. He was number two pick in 1973 at the University of Minnesota. He's played with Austin Carr in the 70s, helping the Cavs to a playoff run in his third season, 1975-76, a year in which he averaged a double-double, 12 and 11, with a block. He was a two-time All-Defensive team member. He retired as an NBA champion with the Los Angeles Lakers, so he didn't play much in the postseason. Jim Brewer predates the three-point line. At the end of his career, it was created and he hit one three in his final NBA season. He was one for 13 
in the regular year in the playoffs. He never attempted one. And with the Cavs, his first year in the postseason, he averaged 9 points and 11 rebounds. In the second year, a three-game sweep, he averaged 8 points and 12 rebounds. He was a reserve in the 77-78 season because he got hurt in the playoffs. But Jim Brewer had a nice career with the Cavs and a champion with the Lakers. Spent a, a half season in Detroit and a year in Portland. Jim's nephew is Doc Rivers. So how about that? And JB wore, they called him Papa. And they called him Brewer. Those are his nicknames. Jim Brewer wore 52 while playing for the Wine and Gold. Again, two-time all-defensive team member. He was a champion with the LA Lakers. And, you know, he, I wish I could have watched him. Back when Austin had his afro, and you had Jim Brewer, the two of them forced to be reckoned with. But nevertheless, HBD, Jim Brewer, happy belated to Brandon Knight, who celebrated his birthday yesterday. He's not even 30 yet. He's had a rough road in the NBA, but it's good to see him in Cleveland. He's healthy. He'll get some minutes. We'll see if, where he finishes the season if it's here on a contending team. But happy birthday, BK. Happy birthday, Jim Brewer. That'll do it for this edition of Across the Cavs. Again, you got Cavs and Pistons from The Rock happening tonight. Now, again, a predicted win by a 112-108 total. This game will tip off at 7. Let's go Cleveland, and we will see you next time on Across the Cavs. And lastly, check us out on Instagram at Across the Cavs. Any content that is related to the Cavs. Any podcast content from here will be found there. And we will see you next time.